Well, before you do, let's go over some do's and don'ts to make sure that your website stands out and continues to attract the right attention. Let's go. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Heroes. My name is Rob, and today we're going to talk about websites, specifically what you should and should not do when starting. Now, websites are not just for the business savvy. Sometimes if you're like me and you have a podcast or a video series, you might want to have a place to put them all so you can just send everybody to one simple link and they can listen to their heart's desire. Maybe you have a hobby. Maybe you're getting into selling, kind of like an Etsy thing, and you want to have a place to put everything. So instead of having to run around and put your place, put your stuff in multiple places, you can do it on one simple website. So let's go over some do's and don'ts for the design behind making one. Now this comes from Wix.com, which is actually what I've used. It's super easy and it's free. If you want to get what I have, you do have to pay for it because obviously the tiers go up. But you can start off with a free website and let's see what they recommend first off. So number one, the layout. They say don't try and reinvent the wheel. Do use UX standards to assure friendly browsing. That's just a fancy way of saying easy browsing, correct browsing for your area. You want to be creative, but you don't want that creativity to cause so much uh, blur that your um, your audience is going, what, what are you doing? So you want to lay it out in a simple way. Check out any general website. Go to, I don't know, maybe a supermarket's website. You have the logo, you have their deals, and then usually on the side, there's a list of shopping by food product. Uh, you go to Best Buy, let's say, same thing. They have all of their deals on the front page, and then you can shop by area. So make sure that the user experience is obviously correct for your area, but you can still have fun. You know, you don't want to make it a treasure hunt, they say. You want to make it easy, clear, and you want to make navigation simple. Basically, if you're a seller, you want to have one page of the product, one page of how to buy, and they're done. You get where I'm going? Number two, background visuals. Now my wife wanted me to make sure I brought up the visuals. So one of the visuals here is the background. Don't distract, but inspire. So multiple colors, maybe too dark of a screen, too white of a screen, that's going to put off many people. In the recent times with the disability acts, there's actually rules of what you should, what you can, and what you cannot put on your website. For instance, you usually want to make the text large for those who have vision uh, visual, vision problems. Excuse me. Uh, for those who can't see, you want to have an auditory ability where they can listen to it, somebody reading the screen. Um, <clears throat> for somebody who, like me, who is very um, uh, sensitive to bright, things and stuff like that. You want to make it interesting and inspiring, but you don't want to let it trigger off a flare. Now that's specifically for 
if we're talking disability. And I know I can go on about that. That's just one example. But more so, you want to make sure that when somebody comes to your website, they're not bombarded with so much stuff that they automatically click out and they never come back. I try to always update my pages with the help of my wife to make sure that the words are big enough, to make sure that the color scheme is good, to make sure that any pictures I have are generic and not too um, in your face, basically. And you can use uh, programs like Canva or Google Image to find free photos, and you can put up photos. Um, or you can do what we do and you can take photos, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. The next thing here, one thing people always forget, including myself when I was making my old websites, you got to make sure that your website works on a mobile device. You want to optimize image, text, anything else to make sure that if you're looking on a phone, a tablet, maybe a smaller computer screen, or if you can have the internet on your TV, you want to make sure it's not so wide that everything just spreads out. So one thing you want to make sure, and most websites will do this. Wix does it, I know, because I use them. But most website creators will give you, or will tell you, I should say, this is what it's going to look like on the phone. If you don't like it, you can change it. And they will recommend size, the proportions, all that stuff. But remember, people are using their phones and tablets more, uh, more often nowadays, I should say. So you want to make sure it works there. Space distribution. Something that I never thought about either until my wife was helping me out. Don't clutter up your uh, windows. Keep everything with equal white space, as they call it. Not too much white space where people kind of go, what are you doing? But you want enough where people aren't scrunched, you know, or the, the, the uh, components aren't scrunched together, I should say. So if you are doing a food blog, let's say, you can put the images up, but don't throw so many food images up there that everything is just kind of overlapping. You want to make sure that they're reading the information. You want to make sure that if you're selling, they know where to click, right? The button to click on. It's great to promote what you're doing. And you can put a page of saying, you know, this particular page is all of my product. Check it out here. But for the general front page, for the general buying page, let's say, make sure it's clear, concise, and not cluttered. Trust me when I say too much of something on a page is not going to work when it comes to the person who is coming to your website. Next one, color scheme. Kind of goes off what we were talking about before, not too many brights, too many darks. Don't select colors because you think they're pretty. Make colors that will enhance the product. So once again, going, well, actually, well, let's, let's do an outdoor one. So for instance, the outdoors, usually you have shades of browns, shades of green, greenery, even blues for sky and water. So let's say you are a campsite and you're promoting that. Use those colors, but use a more faded color version. You don't want a neon green or a neon blue. You want what the blue sky would look like. You want, right? You want kind of a faded, um, I think it's called baby blue, powder blue, something like that for the greenery. And this is the colors that you're going to use behind the images. Of course, if you are the campsite per se, you're going to put the picture of your campsite. So they're going to see an actual photo of what your area looks like. But to color around the edges, to color the little buttons, 
pick a color that complements. It's generally pretty easy if you know what you are selling. However, the problem a lot of people I've seen that I've helped with before, because I used to help or I used to create websites for people, is they want the exact same thing that's in the photo. And when I show them as just you know comparison, I'll show them that versus what actually is going to work. They go, wait, that looks weird. And I go, well, look at this one. And they go, oh. And I explain to them, I used a similar shade but it didn't counteract or uh, contradict with your product and it gave the viewer a more pleasant view. Image quality, simple. We're not even gonna go too far into this. If you're going to take your own pictures, make sure they're professional. Luckily, my wife knows her way around a camera. I get the best pictures from her. If you want to use a free image, make sure the quality is good. Super simple. If you wanna look professional, you got to have images that are professional. Um, if you are going to do stock images, do something relatable. Don't be cheesy. I always try to make thumbnails for my YouTube that are pleasant. Sometimes I'll go back and reconfigure uh, them because I realize that's a little, little funky. But I give myself at least 15, 20 minutes in uh, Canva and I go through the photos they have. If there's no good photo, I'll see if I have something. I wanna make sure that if I'm gonna use a stock image, it makes sense. It's not there just for the hell of it. It's there for a reason. Animations, GIFs, and effects. Now, I personally don't like movement too much. I think the more movement on a website, the worse. And they actually joke saying, don't turn your site into a psychedelic 1970s music video. You don't want that. But if you want to use some elements like a GIF or an animation, pick something that's going to uh, touch up your website. So let's say you are a pet company, you're a, a boarding facility. You can put a little GIF of maybe a dog in the corner, you know, running around. Maybe an animated dog in the corner that's kind of bouncing up and down. Don't do too much. And to be honest with you, I'm going to have to kind of disagree here. If you don't need to bypass the animations personally, that's just my opinion. I think it takes away. I like a still photo because I feel like it gives the, um, the buyer or the user a better idea. But... You, you can use the GIFs, you can use it, just make sure that it's minimal, maybe one or two. If that, I would say maybe one on the first page, one on another page and kind of leave it there. Uh, same thing goes for music. You don't want to have, you know, loud music in the background. I would say no to music altogether, personally. But if maybe you're a meditation site, maybe you're a yoga and you have some sort of calm, go for that. You can do the calm. Just don't overdo it so that way people forget what they're actually doing. Written content, and for that matter, your fonts. Um, target exactly what your strategy is and put that in your writing. The other day, we just updated my website's front page. My, uh, my wife took a good hour, hour and a half, making sure that it was short, sweet, and to the point. You don't have to give them all. You just have to give them an idea of what they're doing there because the remainder of the pages are split up to tell you. You have your swag store here. You have your news here. You have your games here. They, they can read the top. They know where they're going, but you want to give them good written content, and, content, excuse me. And for that matter, when you do have 
pages of news or blogs, make sure you're writing what you're writing about. Don't go off topic. Trust me, I've had to edit many things at time on my end because I'll start going on a rant and realize what, what the hell was I talking about? So again, make sure you're writing what you're writing about and keep it focused. And at the same time with the fonts, don't go crazy. Pick general fonts, research the good fonts. I personally just use the standard, I think Times Roman, whatever it's called. Um, I do have funky kind of logo at the top to kind of match the personality. But when it comes to my paragraphs and my blogs and my news, that's all regular font. So do your homework. Pick the font that works and don't just pick it because it looks good, right? So what do you know? We got a lot of stuff. It's almost 13 minutes worth of information. I'm going to put this in the advice for a stress-free life as well um, as I think possibly the skills one too. What do you guys think? Do you like these kind of videos? Are you enjoying the fact that we are giving you a breakdown of this stuff? Let me know in the comments. If you haven't done it yet, go to YouTube, Twitch, and post. Check us out. Hit that subscribe. Thank you for watching. We hope you enjoyed today's day. We had a lot of fun talking about dating in the morning and skills now. As always, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. And make sure to stay 